if you plan on having a portfolio, I, I would not even start in your personal name. Mm. So another question that, um, cause like I told you, like every, literally every time I see my buddies, like, we're talking real estate. Is this a they're new, all like segment thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. new, I, I just restarted yeah. the uh, thing there. Um, so just this weekend, uh, cause I was in, uh, I was, I was out of town and uh, I was with some buddies and like, we're, they're always asking, but like, what would Dan think about this? What would Dan think about that? <laughs> and, uh, another th- question that popped it's up. Fu- what's funny is I'm going to interrupt you there. Yeah. If it, they're asking you, Hey, what would Dan do? And then you would ask me and then I would be like, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of funny because <laughs> yeah. I, like, I like getting people's opinions anyways. Oh, for sure. Um, and so their, their question was, and this is something that you and I have talked about before, cause it was something that I like have gone through in my own real estate journey is, uh, the whole idea of how many mortgages or how much maybe in dollar value in mortgages should you have in your own personal name before transitioning to a corporation? Yeah. So, so this is what I would say to people. So, um, if you plan on having like a decent portfolio of property, I would do it from the start to be honest with you there. And, and the reason why I would do it from the start is because there's, there's credit unions that can offer residential rates anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, not like only you're saying like, even if you were to be living with your parents, like yes. the very first one. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wish I would have. The reason why I didn't do it was because I didn't have enough money. I barely scrounged up enough for the down payment when I bought those condos on mm-hmm. my first deal. Those are those, those bite me in my fucking ass. You want to talk about credit in a previous podcast there? why like my, my, my credits like all out of whack mm-hmm. because of my income, not being able to support the, the debt service is mainly because of the condos that I own in my personal name. Mm. So it, it, the reason why it doesn't affect me now is because, you know, I'm even in private banking now, right? Which I didn't, didn't even know it was a thing, mm-hmm. but you know, being in private banking, being, being in the position that I am now with the clout that I have at the banks, it doesn't necessarily affect me anymore, but I'm telling you right now, it is a fucking problem. Mm. Get it out of your, don't do anything in your personal name. I, I would, I would honestly recommend like, it's going to be a little bit more expensive, but if you plan on having a portfolio, I, I would not even start in your personal name. Mm. If you're going to start in your personal name because you don't really know how many you're going to have this and that, okay, fine, maybe one or two. Yeah. But I, you know, I was like 15 deep. Right. So, and that was, it was a major, major problem. Because it, yeah, somebody asked me this weekend. They're like, uh, "Well, uh, Clark, like, what do you think? Like, yeah, because they're like, well, at what point in time do you actually transition over? Because they have one rental, right? And they're like, oh, I want to be like buying a second before my second. Should I start a corporation or not? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to see Dan. We're probably going to do a podcast on Monday. I want to ask him this exact question and I'll, and I'll let you know. The answer is yes. Yeah. And the reason why also is there's so much, there's, there's more things offered to you Hmm. that you can, you know, you could, you can, you know, effectively, you, you can play so many different tax games with, with having it in your core. You can start writing off your personal shit. You know what I mean? You could write it off against that. You know, you can do so many other things that are more creative to make that situation even better for you mm-hmm. where you might be saving more money, but you might be spending more on, you know, the, uh, uh, like servicing the corp, right. right. Where, you know, you now you have different accounting, you, you have, you know, different certain things going on there, but I'm telling you right now, um, now yeah. this, this is going to be uh, another question that might be like so simple, but it's something that I know that I asked myself at one point in time that I know 
for sure there's gonna be listeners that are interested in this as well is like how do you start a real estate corporation like what are the actual steps because this is a, this is a concept that's never taught in school mm-hmm. it's actually far, kind of hard to find on youtube yeah. well you might be able to find it in the u.s but specifically to like canada and like people that live in ontario like how do you actually start a real estate corporation you go to a lawyer and have them do it and the reason why the reason why you would want to do that is because I've seen people that have done it themselves mm-hmm. through like online brokerages stuff like that and it was not done necessarily properly mm. for down the road not not now but certain things weren't done as you scale the business mm-hmm. that doesn't allow for certain advantages down the road right so when I do a corp and I have, I don't even, how many do I, like you said 15 or something like that now? Uh, like I don't even yeah. fucking know. Yeah. So every time, every time I start a new corp, it's got a, it goes to the lawyer. But the first thing that the lawyer does is sends it to the, my accountant, Jay, mm-hmm. and Jay sends instructions on how to structure the corp from an accounting perspective, mm. which is very important. You, one of the reasons why you want to, you want to start a corp for this kind of stuff is because you want to take advantage of the tax advantages mm-hmm. right well the only guy that knows how to really do that is a tax accountant who then has to send instructions on how to structure the court mm-hmm. if you don't know how to do that you you might be spending more having an accountant look at it and having your your lawyer look at it and then structuring it but down the road it might cost you way more. Right. You get what I'm trying to say? Because once you establish something one way, actually trying to do it differently or change or change ownership. Yeah. You can't. Or it's going to be extremely expensive. So so you might have this outlier corp that's like got one or two properties in there. You might be like, oh, I fucked it up or whatever. And I know there's way more nuances in the US versus Mm -hmm. like in Mm -hmm. Canada. You know, again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a tax accountant or whatever. But I, I have been explained it's been explained to myself that it's it's more advantageous, especially when you start scaling, that you have things done the right way because things done the incorrect way down the road will cost you way more. Mm. Like multiple, of multiples of way more than if you were to simply spend the 1000 or $1,500 to have your corp structured the right way so that when you communicate that even like, hey, your accountant, like what's your goal? Well, you can explain to them what your goal is and the same thing with the lawyer and then they're mm-hmm. gonna send instructions to everybody and work together. Mm-hmm. That's the right way to do things. You, you think I would know how to structure shit for Coach Wick? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so like, like you, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. if I thought that I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a smart guy, I'm gonna go do this myself. There's no fucking way. Right. Like we, we might, what, would, what could potentially happen is so one like there might be like all these little tiny nuances of like when we bring the when we bring income back or we bring equity back if things weren't set up the right way and the instructions weren't set up that it could cost us tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars down the road mm-hmm. because something wasn't structured the right way because I wanted to save what 500 or a thousand bucks it doesn't make sense I, I use professionals for everything mm-hmm. because I know that in the end that fee from the beginning is going to be a drop in the bucket for what we could potentially be saving from a tax perspective or even a legal perspective, right? Mm-hmm. You got to think too, there, there's also liability, right? One of the reasons why you start corporations is to shield yourself from liability or potential liability, right? Well, what if happens if your corp's not structured the right way? That could potentially be an issue, mm-hmm. right? What if you don't structure it in the right way where, you know, it's 
it's not necessarily directed or, or, or again, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know if there's like what is done on the back end of structuring corpse that if shit hits the fan, you personally may not be liable. Mm-hmm. Right. But I have to imagine that, that, that veil of protection is very important to make sure it's tight and me not being a lawyer and your buddies not being a lawyer may pose a very big issue. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I don't know that, you know, signing up for an online fucking thing is actually going to make sense. I don't know that answer, but I, I know I'm not leaving it up to chance. Yeah. Right. Good and not, not only that, but you know, even if my lawyer makes a wrong decision, I'm paying him to make the right one, which is why they have errors and omissions insurance. Because mm-hmm. if he does make the wrong decision and I have to take the fall for it, you know, I'm coming after them mm. and their insurance is going to cover it and everything's going to be fine. Right. But you know, some online fucking brokerage that you are responsible for setting up your way. Mm-hmm. You're you're left in the dark after that point. After that point, right? So for me, it's not worth it because I always have that bigger picture in mind. Where that, like I said, that fee is going to be a drop in the bucket, comparatively speaking, to the risk and the potential tax savings and the that veil of protection that I can have for myself uh, personally. Do you feel like any accountant and any lawyer can help you with this or would you recommend going to a specialized? Yeah. Like you, you would want to go to a real estate lawyer, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, you know, we're, we're still speaking, you know, specifically on real, on real yep. estate. Uh, yeah. Real estate lawyer and uh, at least a, um, a tax specialist uh, with respect to accounting. Mm-hmm. Accounting. Um, I would have to imagine that a tax specialist would have a very good understanding of tax law when it comes to uh, real estate. Um, I don't know that there's actually real estate specific tax accountants. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy that I use, my, my buddy there, Jay, he's a tax accountant. Yeah. He's not considered a real estate tax accountant. But he knows. Well, typically, he knows I, feel, I feel like real estate is probably one of the top three things I've that never you're taxed even, on. Yeah, in your I've life never even that, heard of that. To be quite honest, yeah. and I can't imagine that even at this scale. I, I maybe at like the billions of dollars of funding. Right. Yeah, uh, there there are tax accounts that specialize in that. But I mean, yeah, I, I would I would go with a tax specialist accountant, like a tax accountant, and uh, a real estate lawyer. That's what I would do. 